From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Hey everyone and welcome into episode 7 of the Pucks Out Podcast, a member of the Penalty Box Radio Network. I am Bobby Butler. With me as always, Mr. Brandon Bond. hey We're here in the Standing Stone Farm Studio and we got another great show for you today. It's uh, time to crack open a cold Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, the official beer of the Pucks Out Podcast, and talk some hockey, recent events, and pop culture. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Bobby, I almost open the beer before the show every every time. Yeah. When a beer is sitting there, I just gotta <laughs> I just gotta ha- have it. So yeah. I'm glad that I've been able to refrain myself from from doing that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get you, man. It's been a bad 24 hours for the city of Nashville so far. Last night, I was at the Preds game. You were at the Nashville SC game. Needless to say, both pretty heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. As far as for the soccer game, I, it was a success. You know, Atlanta yeah. is a really good soccer club, and for us to be able to bring 59,000 fans out there, it was awesome. It was a great soccer game, too. We were really competitive, so I was, I mean, I loved it. We had a, I had a great time. And for the Preds game, I don't think I have ever seen such a horrible call by a referee that severely impacted the outcome of the game. For those of you that don't know, Preds are down 2 nothing going into the third. Roman Yossi gets an amazing breakaway goal. And then later on, Preds score again, but gets called back because apparently Colin Blackwell ran into the uh, goalie. Watched it again. Not only was Blackwell pushed in by an abs player, the puck was already across the line before he even touched the goalie. Right. And because they called interference, they couldn't be challenged. Oh, my goodness. It was hot garbage. Even abs fans. There was an abs fan behind me. Even he said... Oh yeah, that should have been a goal. Yeah, we yeah, there was a similar, not or maybe not as as quite as egregious, but but pretty egregious type of call in the Atlanta NSC game. It was tied one one, and the side ref raises his flag for an offsides, and they never called it, and scored they and Atlanta scored a goal on the sequence. So needless to say, it was very frustrating. All the players were were talking to the refs like. You know, you had your flag up, man. What do you, you know? I mean, this is yeah. it's offside. So, so sucked uh, to see that it ended up being two one at the end. So, couple of couple of tough losses for the city, but what a sight to see downtown this yeah. uh, this weekend. Yeah, man. I got, it was bumping. Yeah, the wife and I got downtown yesterday at around eleven o'clock, and it was packed. I mean, you got Atlanta fans, Colorado fans, Preds fans, Natural SC fans everywhere. Every place was packed. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we went at Doc Holiday's off Second Second Avenue, so that's where we went before the game, and then ended up just after the game. We were ugh, so yeah. tired. We uh we did we wanted to play tourists in our own city because there's a lot of stuff you know Nashville like must dos that we've never done. Mm-hmm. So we ended up doing a little staycation at the Sheraton downtown, and we've never eaten at Acme, so we wanted to go eat at Acme. Because, you know, it's all over Netflix. You know, it's known as like a must-do. It was packed. Weak. It was packed, so I'm, we didn't go. I'm not an Acme. Well, I don't know if I'm a fan or not. Didn't get to eat there. <laughs> so we went next door to this place called Nashville Underground. Yeah, yeah, it, for it was, sure. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I'll, I actually, uh, yeah, that's not not a not a terrible place. So yeah. sounds like uh, then went over to the diner and got their famous spin dip, which I love. Yeah, so. the diners the diners dope. They got yeah. some, they got some good stuff there. We would, yeah. we've watched many a hockey games in that building. Yeah, sure. man, almost the entire playoffs in 2017 was yeah. watched there. All right, guys, it's time for the news. Ooh, I like that. I feel like I'm like Tom Brokaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a bunch to cover uh, in news and notes from around the league. Let's start off with the upcoming rule change, possibly for emergency backup goalies. What? Oh my goodness! This is, uh, of course, it ha- Toronto gets gets beat by a specific <laughs> rule, and then now it's time to time to change it. Yeah. So they're silly. not going to change a rule if somebody gets kicked in the chest with a skate blade. No, no <laughs> attempted murder. Well, we're gonna let it slide sort of but uh but a 42 year old coming out and beating toronto maple leaves not here buddy not in this hockey league yeah so some people are talking about needing some more safety like you know i guess i don't know all the specifics to it but like 
you can't carry three goalies on a roster, man. No, you know, and I mean, listen, not... if they want to like get real complicated and say, oh, you can have you have to have a third goalie, but it doesn't count against cap space. But if he plays more than four games a year, you have to pay him. Then that, I mean, it starts to get complicated. Well, that goalies want to play, so if they're playing the third goalie spot, they'd rather both them and the team would rather than be at their AHL playing and actually getting some some experience playing. So uh, I, there could definitely be a, a better system, but I mean, it's not not like they're just bringing out out guys and you know drawing it out of a hat these are goalies that are have been goalies at the club level or still playing you know maybe it's adult league or, or whatever but they're they've been competitive goalies in the, in the hockey world so i don't know i don't i don't know why not to mention this it. is one of those few times like in hockey and really sports in general like this is one of the best feel good moments when an emergency right. even if he came in and didn't get the win i mean sure, just him coming sure. in and getting to live his dreams like that is awesome yeah that is and i mean Listen, really this happens cool. what maybe twice a year. It's not like it's a huge issue no, that we have to deal with. It doesn't even happen that often. Yeah, it's, it's happened I think three or four times since the emergency backup goalie has yeah. been has been a thing. So if this didn't happen to Toronto, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> right, right. If this happened to the the Coyotes, nobody would would talk about it. But we're not even talking about the biggest biggest aspect for the NHL. Everybody in the world is watching hockey. People were turning on the game that would never turn on a hockey game. And to be able to expose people to to your sport, it's what NHL lacks. It's what Gary Bettman doesn't see. He doesn't market his players. He doesn't play up to the strength of, of the stars in the league, in my opinion. So I, I think that this is a really good opportunity to, to showcase your sport because any and you know, an average Joe can come on and play play in an NHL hockey game and be able to live out a dream for for the moment. Yeah. So uh, we talked briefly about last night's games. Last night was a season opener for the uh, Nashville SC. Historic night for them. Once they get outside of the garbage place that is Nissan Stadium into their own place, we might yeah. become season ticket holders. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but definitely, I don't. I don't want to hold season season tickets at Nissan. No. Really. It's you know, it was it wasn't bad last night. It was actually and actually a pretty enjoyable experience so it maybe helped that the weather was really nice last night it was it was a little chilly yeah outside. you were I mean, inside bobby so i mean it's yeah it's fine but no i mean it, it was a little was, chilly where i was too <laughs> yeah yeah but a different kind of chilly there was yeah. no wind there you know there was no ice not a lot of rain not a lot of well there was no rain that was that was very key so which honestly in tennessee right now is a hard to come by getting a day with no rain i feel like i'm in seattle yeah or something we like were in that, the hotel man. last night and i turned on the news and like get ready for the three wettest days of Tennessee in this year I'm like how how is that possible <laughs> I feel like I'm the uh, I feel like we're the opposite of the Sahara desert <laughs> because it, it is it's constant, called a rainforest so, um <laughs> But we wanted, we did want to talk. <laughs> I just heard you again. I don't listen to you very often. Uh, we did want to talk. We were actually at the game on Thursday, the Preds Flames game. I think oh we wanted to talk about God. talk about that a listen, little bit, didn't we? Yeah, I wanted to get the the low out before we talked about. I'm still on like that's. I sick. know. That, I'm still on a high for that. I woke up. I, w- I just woke up and I kept saying, "Did we really win that hockey game?" Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know. Um, Mikhail Granlin, our savior, he our scored, Lord and savior. Uh, he scores a goal with 0.1 seconds to tie the game in the third period to take it to overtime, and then scores the overtime game winner. So yeah. we were we were what five ten seconds from leaving. So we were we left our seats to go up to the bar in the all inclusive zone, and when they scored with 47, when the, when the Flames scored with 47 seconds left, I looked over at Brandon and said, "You know what? I'm gonna hit the head." When we get when I get back, let's and I said and I said what you're gonna do what now? <laughs> so uh, so I said all right, I'm gonna go use the restroom. When I get back, we'll leave. I'm in the restroom at the urinal next to me as a Flames fan, not really talking shit, you know, just kind of chirping a little bit, having fun, you know, kind of yeah, you know, having fun. Hey, he won the game. He yeah, gets, he's like, and so we both walk out at this pretty much the same time, and we hear the goal horn go off, and I look at him, he looks at me, and I'm, I look at the security guard, I'm like, did we just score? And he's like, no. And the security guard's like, uh. I, I don't I don't know and so I literally just I have beer in hand and I just run and I and I look over and I see that we scored I'm like no way then well, I was like I didn't believe I was watching it live and so I didn't believe it so I just have my hands in the air and I just and run over and hug you I know because I was scared though because they hadn't even reviewed it at yeah that point so but I then when like, they showed on the big screen it was clear as day it so that it that it, it would cross with 0.02 seconds left and I mean I don't think I've heard 
Bridgestone that loud since like 2017, 2018. When a lot of folks had had left. Yeah, so this was like a three-fourths packed Bridgestone that was that loud. There was a lot of Flames fans. Oh, there were so many Flames fans. Um, There was a bunch of groups. I know there was a bachelor party there, and there was another group that came down, and they uh, got little custom patches that uh, were like, it was like a guitar on fire that said uh, Calgary to Nashville. Nice. Yeah, I so, didn't see those. Yeah, so it was a big uh, big travel day for the Flames, and they showed up, and they're friendly. You know, I love playing against Canadian teams because they're just better fans to watch a game with. They are, especially the ones that want to travel down to Nashville. Yeah. They, they, they really like the atmosphere that we bring to hockey that yeah. a lot of a lot of Canadian teams don't really get. You yeah, know, I can't wait till is. we do a couple of can, uh, Canadian trips to go see a game. I'm just excited. I'm excited to go can't, to Winnipeg. You can, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about Bobby Ryan scoring a Hattie on his comeback. Wow, that was that was that happened the same night as the yeah. Flames thing, and you were you're telling me about that that night. So that was that's awesome for him. Congratulations. He yeah. has been he's been out in the leagues addiction substance, protocol yeah. substance abuse program. Yeah, um, so, so it's great to see him have a comeback like that. You know. Yeah. Guys like him and Leonard just showing that, you know, if you if you could just get clean and get a second chance, man, you can do a lot with it. Well, and and it shows the initiative that the NHL has taken. Yeah. I mean, cuz in a lot of other leagues they just be kicked out. Yeah, they've definitely taken a taken an interest to this because I mean, because of the 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 nature of hockey in itself. I mean, it's you're so prone to to those addictive substances and and wanting to feel better after getting after getting clobbered all night. So it's good to see Bobby Ryan come back. Congratulations to him getting them a Hattie. Ah, uh, man, how far has has, has Ottawa fallen fallen <laughs> since uh, that 2017 season? Yeah, they're and, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, man, it's funny. You know, uh, talking about Ottawa, I can't help but think how different not just Ottawa would be, but how much different the Preds would be if in that double overtime of the Eastern Conference Final, Ottawa scored and Pittsburgh didn't. Right? You think because <laughs> I think we could have beaten Ottawa that year for sure. I think we would have won the Stanley Cup. Ottawa probably wouldn't have fallen off a cliff like they did if they made it to the finals. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, man. Yeah. You know that. All right. So we have an update on the Ovi Watch. On Twitter, we had a poll. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about whether or not Alex Ovechkin will beat Gretzky. And so we put a poll out and we had about 75 votes come in on whether or not Ovi will reach 895 goals. And 62 came in at yes, 38% no, which I thought for sure would be a little bit more towards the yes. But I guess, you know, some well, people I mean, don't think six, that. 62, 30 is, is still pretty. But I mean, to be fair, those 30, those 38 have a, those 38% have a much better chance of being right because it, all it takes is one bad in- injury and yeah he may not be the same yeah no i mean at his age you know injuries is definitely something but you know he's been so sustainable as well but all right so we do not have the final scores for this week's games week but what i can tell you is that mathematically i cannot win mathematically i can't even come close to winning this week ah chicago man chicago screwed me yeah you started out you started out with that that loss on your double down i think the total currently we both have a game left to play at the time we're recording i think i have one point you have eight points right now it is eight to one so current score is 28 to eight so, so <laughs> it's uh it's not looking pretty but you have the lightning bruins game yeah and have the lightning winning and i have the caps wild game and yeah. have the caps winning so man i went some i went i went with some pretty bold bold picks this past week too <laughs> yeah and so i uh i was i was happy to get out of there well, yeah, so why don't we move on to this coming up week's Game of the Weeks, and uh, why don't you give us your first one? All right, so moving into my first Game of the Week, I have the Hurricanes Flyers, and the Flyers have been on the tear lately. They, um, I was listening, sorry. Oh, yeah, you didn't mean to interrupt me, Bobby. <laughs> Go ahead. It seems, <laughs> it seems important, man. It I was listening really to the uh, Flyers-Rangers games on the way here today, and they were kicking that ass. I think it was 5-1 to one when I uh, stopped watch, when I stopped listening. The The Flyers were winning? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've been killing it lately, and so I mean it sucks to it sucks to hear about Chris Kreider though fracturing his <sighs> yeah, foot. Yeah, that is. After horrible. we didn't we didn't talk about him last week, but he got that instead of getting Seven traded years, yeah. like we spoke about a few episodes ago, episode he actually one. ended up getting episode was it I think it was episode two, Bobby. But we spoke about him potentially getting traded to you know traded out of New York and actually ended up signing a seven seven year extension and then fractured his foot. The Rangers were looking like they could potentially go to the playoffs. So to see that happen is is unfortunate. To see you know I got him on a couple fantasy teams. I'm trying to 
trying to work through that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's probably more upset about it than I am. I don't think so. I, th- I think you're a little more upset. You know how dedicated. <laughs> you know how dedicated I, I am to to winning cups. So so I have the Hurricanes Flyers on Thursday the fifth. That's going to be a great matchup. The Hurricanes are really trying to make their push uh, with with what they did in the trade deadline. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to stop the surging Flyers right now, man. You have the Flyers in that game? Is that what you said? Oh, I didn't even pick. Uh, no, didn't. I am going to go with the Flyers, though. All right. So my first game, I've got Flames Blue Jackets, and that'll come out the night that this airs, Wednesday the 4th. Yeah, the Flames are hot right now. You know, they lost Saturday night. So hot right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lost against the Preds. So I think they're going to come back. And I think they're going to beat the Blue Jackets. Not not a bad call. The Flames are... The Flames Flames looked really good against the Preds the other night. Yeah, they're a good team. So my game, my second game of the week, I'm I have the Avs playing the Canucks, and that is Friday the sixth. And I think that I am gonna go with the Canucks. I'm gonna pull uh, an interesting move here. I've been picking the Avs a lot lately. But do you know who's nobody, home and who, who's home and who's away? Right I now? believe that the Canucks are at home. That's good for hey, me because the Avs are killing it on the road. They're eight no in the last eight. Nobody, nobody comes into my city and makes my buddy feel upset about a call. Okay, so that's why I'm well, going to go against them. That's that. That one's for you, Bob. And maybe I'll lose for you too. So <laughs> maybe it'll be, a, it'll be a double win. Yeah. So my next game, it's uh, also Friday the sixth. I've got the Golden Knights going up against the Jets. Okay, that'll be a good game. Yeah, that'll that's a good Western Conference showdown. Honestly, go Knights uh, in terms of of, of Preds. Yeah, play- place and and that's who I, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with the Knights on that one. So I have game three. I have the Preds Stars on Saturday the seventh. It's a, a one p.m. game, so that will be. Some good fun matinee hockey. I think that's uh, in Dallas, correct? It is in Dallas. Yes. Okay. Uh, that it, so. That should be fun. A good, a good central division battle, bringing it back from the from the devastating loss that they gave the Preds at, on New Year's. So I am gonna go with the Predators. They are playing different kind of hockey than they were playing at, no. at, at New Year's. So, all right. So that's uh, so that I'm I'm gonna have the Preds winning this Pred Stars game. They're not the same same team that they were when they met at New Year's. So uh, let's go Preds. So. Next game, two uh, basement dwellers right now, but I think that they're going to be competing pretty hard, and that's Saturday, Devils versus Rangers. Obviously, when I wrote this, it was before Chris Kreider got injured, but uh, it, it's hard to think the Devils are going to win a game right against the Rangers, so I'm going to go with the Rangers. So who do you have as your last game of the week? So my last game of the week, I have Vegas and the Calgary Flames. I am going to be looking forward to this Pacific matchup i am gonna double down on the flames though man um again like i said they've been playing good hockey so is vegas but um that's a risky move i like it though you need me to go you need me to go oh i know (laughs) at this point i'm just i'm just flipping coins of what i should what i should pick man i'm trying to pick the hardest games i'm gonna pick detroit for the next (laughs) five weeks i'm gonna they're all they're winning every five all five games (laughs) all right so my last game, I've got Capitals versus Sabers. Ovi taking on Jack Eichel. That's a Monday game, so that'll uh, we'll be able to pretty much report that to you while we're recording next episode. And it's it's hard to go against the Caps, man, especially against Sabers. So I'm gonna take Caps. I'm gonna double down on it. All right, all right, all right. Well, I honestly mean this. Good luck to you this week. I'd really like <laughs> yeah. to like to make this a game going into the stretch. I, I hate straight dump. I'm lying. I love every minute of it. Oh, I, I know. hope you. I hope you score <laughs> negative one points next week. All right. So that sums up the games of the week for episode seven. Let's go into some, some stuff outside the in outside. I'm the excited NHL. to talk some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we, uh, we don't have a pop culture segment, so we got we can talk a little bit more stuff. You know, outside we've got some segments, new segments coming up this week. But we're gonna start off talking some Titans. You know. Yeah, we like to talk about stuff outside of Nashville, but we're based here in Nashville and there's a lot of stuff going on, whether it's Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry, you know, Josh Rosen. You can't throw him out out, <laughs> out of the considerations, buddy. He's a he's a dominant force in the backup role. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, um, Jackson had mentioned, hey, I'll, you know, you guys should talk about this. It was funny. It was already on the on the show doc. So, yeah. but, but shout out, shout out there. We're going to talk a little bit about it. I want to go ahead and start this whole conversation off by saying, please don't bring Tom Brady here. Please, 
please. He's a 43-year-old quarterback that doesn't have a deep ball anymore. Even if he gives us a couple of good, decent seasons at 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six or whatever, basically what you're doing is you're hampering yourself for a while bringing him in and not actually getting a future for your a future quarterback. Yeah. So Tannehill still has an opportunity to be that in my, in my mind. I don't want him to sign him to a super, super long deal, though. I think that he still has a little bit to prove. If he would be comfortable doing it, I mean, I'd love to get him on a, on a franchise tag offer. I don't know if that's something that he would be willing to do. I definitely don't think the Titans should alienate him by giving him that tag and especially thinking about, you know, potentially tagging Derrick Henry as well. So what what about you on the on the quarterback? Yeah, side? definitely. You know, I'm a listen. Besides my Redskins, I'm a Patriots fan. I've always had an affinity for uh, Boston area sports. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. One of my favorite players to ever play the game. He's one of the best. He's probably the best quarterback to ever play the game. And you're right. He is getting old. He's he's having to change his game plan up. I do not I never want to see him in anything other than a Patriots jersey. So I do not want to see him in Tennessee. However, I would find it very amusing to see all these Titan fans who for the last de- almost a decade have talked nonstop shit about Tom Brady, try to rationalize in their head that they've always loved Tom Brady and that they can't wait to see him here. Well, no, that, but that's <laughs> that, but that is fandom though. You know, know. When, once they're on your team, <laughs> different ball game. Look, I have a, a deep distaste for Nick Saban, but if somebody, if they announce that Nick Saban is coming to coach the Auburn Tigers <laughs> next year, I'll tell you what, that Nick Saban, he's a good guy. I think many a heads would explode. That's all right with me. And personally, I'd like to win football games. And he's a great football coach. Oh, so, no, I agree. So, I mean, I hear you there. I It's not even I think that. this specific, because, you know, if this was Tom Brady five, six years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is, a Tom, this is a Tom Brady who, you know, this is the Tom Brady that Max Kellerman called out six years ago. He's finally coming to fruition. Who the, was the Titans quarterback five years ago, though? Was it? I don't know. Maybe Jake. Maybe Jake Locker. I don't see. I don't know if you give up Jake Locker for the opportunity for for Brady, though. Uh, no, seriously, I I completely agree. I think I think that Tannehill earned his opportunity. I think that he showed that he was competent and comfortable with uh, with having a leading receiver like AJ Brown, and he didn't have all that many weapons. I mean, Corey Davis is you know everybody talks about how Corey Davis is a dominant run blocking receiver. That's really awesome and, and everything, but you don't draft a player at number five overall for some run blocking unless he's an offensive tackle with some great upside, blindside tackle. I think you got to give Tannehill an opportunity, in my opinion. So Ryan Tannehill was drafted in 2012. It's now been, so he's been in the league eight years. Yes, he's had a bad coach. He's been on a bad team, but he's a flash in the pan. What we've seen the last year and a half from him isn't sustainable. With everything being relative, he's not a very good quarterback, in my opinion. Just like we saw with uh, Fitzmagic, you know, Ryan Fitzmagic at times shows he looks like one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Then he kind of goes back into his own way. And one of the reasons Tannehill's doing so well is because they're leaning so heavily, almost 400 carries, what, a He's getting almost 400 carries a season. I almost said it, 400 carries a game um, uh, on Derrick Henry, and they're leaning hard on that. Well, what happens when inevitably, yes, Derrick Henry is a monster of a man. He's an amazing athlete. He's a freak of nature. Inevitably, he's going to get hit low. He's going to get a high ankle sprain. Age is going to start rearing its head. They won't be able to lean on him like that. And when that game happens, and listen, everyone's like, oh, well, you can't tackle Derrick Henry. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs learned how to tackle Derrick Henry pretty damn well, and other teams are going to as well. And when that happens, you'll see that Ryan Tannehill is going to start getting be under stress. He's going to be uh, dealing with the rush more often, and I don't think he can adapt to that. Yeah, see, but I I completely disagree because he was he did it completely everything that he was asked to do. I think maybe there's some regression in the red zone potentially. Like I like I just said, I don't think that they should sign him to a seven year deal or anything. No. You know, I, I think that that it's a good op- because what you get, what you gain by re-signing Tannehill, you know what you're getting. Yeah, I think Tannehill is a great um, Band-Aid quarterback until they can get a franchise because they thought Marcus Mariota was going to be that franchise, you know, quarterback that takes them to the promised land. Sure. Obviously, he didn't pan out and that happens. You don't get the... And I don't think Tannehill is that guy either, but I think he's a great for what he is and that is you're in here until we find a good young quarterback to take over what Mariota started. Well, you... you So yeah, sign him to a two-year. 
Well, you have to have you have to have a little draft capital for that yeah. too. You know, when you're drafting twenty eighth in the yeah. draft, it's hard to so it's hard that to puts, get some sort of. So usually with talent. teams with these kind of quarterbacks, these band aid quarterbacks, I like to call them, they usually don't make it to the conference final. So sure. now they're draft they're losing their draft capital. So I think if I, I would almost say if you can get the picks for them, I would I, I would try and sell them for a couple good picks to a team that really needs a good quarterback. Unfortunately, there's some good quarterbacks in the draft this year, and you know a lot of those teams are going to be getting those guys. I think the Titans are in a very tough position with the players that they have and the picks that they have. Sure, but you've proven you can win with Tannehill. Exactly. For now. That's what you have to look at. You're not going to have to have to pay him the farm or anything like that. I hear what you're saying. Derrick Henry, let's talk a little Titans running back. Yeah. you know, I, I, I just kind of expressed my opinion on it. 400 carries a season, that's a lot. And that's a big guy on, on those knees and on those ankles. Well, he's a lot. He's a lot, lot built differently. Yes. Than exa- a lot yeah, of, of course. Right? He's 6'3". And I'm not one of those guys that's going to say, oh, Derrick Henry sucks. He obviously doesn't suck. He's an amazing athlete. I hear what you're saying. He's the kind of guy that can put the entire team on his back. Yeah. Almost literally and metaphorically. King Henry. (laughs) But eventually those carries are going to catch up with him. And obviously it's inevitable that eventually... He will not be able to play football anymore. I don't think that he is Thor or or Zeus. He will eventually be subjugated to retirement. But for a long time, people have been saying, huh, these carries are going to catch up with him. These carries are going to catch up with him. It was through college. And now, but see, what you're forgetting is he didn't he didn't have a ton of carries his first two or three years in the NFL. No, he had 110 and 16, 176 and 2017. And he wasn't a 400 attempts. It was 300 attempts. I don't know how many attempts he got in the playoffs, but yeah. probably... A, a good portion. He's not used in the passing game, so that's not that's yeah. not extra hit. I think that if the Titans want to preserve him, bring in a good one-two punch running back. Get them. Yeah. They use Derrick Henry. Backup. You know, obviously he's shown that he does. He can be more than just a, uh, a red zone. He can he can take that bitch ninety-nine yards. Oh yeah, he's a threat. Every but time he touches the you, football. He definitely need. They definitely need to bring in someone else to. You know, kind of work in the passing game, the screens, and kind of give him a rest. I think that if done right, you know, and maybe Rabel is smart enough to do this, and I think he is, you know, he's of the Bill Belichick mindset. You know, you've got to take care of your players. You cannot, you can't do what the Redskins do and lean on your players and only them and until and run them into the dirt because then you're just going to wind up with injured players. Absolutely. I, I just don't want to see, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to pay him $15 million a no. year, but I think he's worth a solid 13, 13 and a half million a year for, and I would say even. Even, I'd say f- a four-year contract. If you yeah. get a four-year contract at 13 and a half, you could front load it for him. He'd probably be happy about that. Depending, I mean, if he is still there, he may be able to get another contract. Yeah, so I mean, he's hitting free agency right now. I just looked up. Yeah, I think the Titans are in a tough spot, you know, do because he could obviously go to a team and he could get a King's Ransom at a lot of teams. Well, you don't want him to go to Houston. <laughs> no, because, I mean, that's a very real possibility with a lot of the same advantages, a lot of the same... You know he's gonna know the teams that they're that they're playing. That's gonna hurt. I mean, because Houston's win win now. I mean, Bill O'Brien, the GM coach, is. I mean, he's not made he's not not made a lot of great yeah. coaching decisions. But he, as a GM, he's shown that he's willing to sell the farm yeah. for something. I think he stays. I think I think they sign him to a short term, two, does, three, yeah. maybe four years. I think he does. I think he does too. I think there's definitely some places that he would fit. I mean, really anywhere. If you like, I mean, to win yeah, football. a guy you like, like that, win, you can go anywhere. You like to win football games. He, he could yeah. really fit in anywhere. Um, but I'd like to see him back here as well. There's a couple other guys that you know. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to bring back Jack Conklin. I'm not sure if they're going to they're going to bring back Logan Ryan. I would love to see Logan Ryan back, but. You know, he may be a little steep for us. Titans have some good some good opportunities. I really like Vrabel as a coach. Uh, saw him at a Preds game, so we're basically best friends now. Uh, so he lets me call him Mike. He doesn't know that. Please don't tell Coach Vrabel. I called him. You babysit Mike. his kids. He doesn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Bobby. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. Uh, I so I like John Robinson. I'm. I'm, I'm Looking forward to to what they can do with the opportunities that they have, but I think that really at least at least gives us a good wrap on on some of the questions that folks may be having about the the Titans free agency. So, 
Any notable combine performances you wanted to discuss? So I never watch much of the combine. I know I, there was a I puncher. I never watch any of it. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 may, I sometimes watch it when it's on at a bar. <laughs> you know, from what I've seen, Joe Burrow's hands apparently are a very big talking tiny. Point. Very yeah. tiny. Nine inches, I heard. Which <laughs> uh, this sounds, very, sounds tiny to me, yeah. in my opinion. So, I, but I loved how he joked about it. He tweeted out that he was he was probably just going to have to retire because he had <laughs> such baby hands. Uh, so that's that was pretty funny. So my boy, the punter Michael Turk, who got him up twenty five reps on the bench press, he he beat out I think it was every single receiver and ten offensive linemen. Literally, your job is to go around and try to push around three hundred pound men while they're moving, and you just let a punter out bench you that is sad in my opinion uh so that was a uh, pretty notable for me other than that nothing really that that stood out um, yeah. it doesn't really mean a whole whole lot yeah, i'm looking at a couple of- o-linemen a lot of them were in the 40s i'm trying to find the list of punters to see where he ranks up with punters on other stuff if they even have even if they even do that find the find the 40 times is there any super fast so people? what i'm looking at they here's specialist i'm guessing that he falls under a specialist uh, he's 226 pounds. He's a he's big for he's real big for a punter. <laughs> CBS has called him the second best punter in the draft heading into the combine. His 40 time was four was four point seven nine. Yeah, so I've got the 40 yard dash right here for uh, the receivers. The first one is Henry Ruggs, the third from Alabama at four point two seven. He's quick. That's the record, isn't it? Four point two two by John Ross. Ah, okay. So not not nearly nearly as fast. So no. All right. Wow. What a what a slow piece of garbage. Crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I can. I don't think I can stand up out of this chair. Four point two two. I know I couldn't. <laughs> I might be able to drink a beer faster than he can run a forty, though. There. I mean, we got the real skills in life. Time for a mid roll. Today's episode of Pucks Out Podcast is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Sierra Nevada has been family owned and operated since 1980. The number one craft brand in 2018 continues to be the number one selling hazy IPA and the fastest growing craft brand in 2020. Go get yourself the 2019 gold medal winning Hazy Little Thing IPA and experience the crisp and refreshing Magnum hops that they have to offer. Now back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. We are now going to push into Joke of the Week. Joke of the Week. So this one, we're not going to get political on this show. This this joke kind of falls in the realm of politics, but we're not actually going to be talking. This is more talking about how stupid people are. So last week, Garth Brooks was in Detroit, you know, where there was a certain famous player who played for the Lions with the last name Sanders. He decided to wear a... Barry, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Barry. <laughs> Um, and he decided to uh, wear a Detroit Lions Barry Sanders jersey, obviously with number twenty on it, and, and his and his last name Sanders. <laughs> yeah. On it. So of course the entire internet freaks out. You know they tried to cancel Garth Brooks because they thought he was wearing a Bernie Sanders twenty twenty. Cut it out, GB is what they were saying to him. <laughs> I have I have so much to say about this. It is number no the number one thing that I have to say about this is politicians do not have jerseys. They don't they wear they wear suits. There's they're not on teams. They don't get I want to see the subway their name and numbers on the back of their suits. That's not that I mean, you know, like you get like a Republican jersey and a Democrat jersey and like you wear the jersey and you got a number and you in your fight name to the death. and like that's how you yeah, if we did that, then I could understand being upset at this guy. I mean, not really. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm trying to get into the mind of this this person now. But then on top of that, you know, maybe thinking it's a Sanders shirt or something. But you're in Detroit, a home of the Detroit Lions. This is this was not any in any way, shape, or form out of the ordinary for somebody playing a show in a famous yeah. city to wear something like that. And it's that. not like it's a jersey T-shirt. It's a straight up football jersey. It is a Barry Sanders jersey. <laughs> yeah. for for goodness sake. So the biggest joke here is parents that haven't taught their kids about Barry Sanders, for goodness sake. And then Detroit tweeted, he's got your vote with a picture of Barry Sanders 2020 <laughs> running for president <laughs> with a goat. Uh, Barry Sanders. So what a joke. Why would you in the world think that Garth Brooks is going to is going to alienate? What I would assume to be a 99% large of portion of his fan base, 
by wearing a, a Sanders shirt. And even even the liberal the liberal side of his fan base is probably not a big Barry yeah. Sanders group, you know, so uh, Bernie Sanders group. So I get they're probably I guess they're not big Barry Sanders guys either. <laughs> yeah. though, so so but, what a joke! Yeah, what is, a joke! That is an absolute absurd thing. Yeah. So like we said earlier, we don't have pop culture this week. We're just gonna be talking some stuff. So we've got a new segment coming up. But before we hit that, we're gonna talk. We're gonna do some rankings. Our top three and bottom three that we love and hate about weddings. Boom, boom, boom. You know. It's wedding season, Bob. Yeah, it's wedding season. We've got I've got some weddings coming up, and I love and hate them. So, and I think a lot of people do. It's a love hate until it's a love, or it's, it's a, a love yeah. hate until it's an absolute hate. You yeah. know, you go into it with a okay, this could be okay, this could be fun, and then you either come out of it saying, "Wow, what a great time," or you're or, there like, wow. "This cannot end soon enough." Wow, these people really don't like me, do they? Yeah. I cannot believe this. My buddy Chuck thought that he was not getting invited was the bad thing. That's actually the real invite. It's getting to stay home. So I think that we were going to do bottom. Yeah, we'll, bottom we'll three each do their uh, three worst things. Throw some honorable mentions. So in there, I'll sure. do my, I'll start off with my number three worst things. And these really aren't in a order of, oh, number, my number one worst thing is the absolute worst. These things are just kind of, they're all, all equally bad. Thoughts off the cuff. So the actual getting ready for a wedding, the getting dressed, you know, I'm a big guy. So like remembering, oh, it's been like a year since I had a wedding. Does this still fit? Do I, you know, having to pick stuff up in the dry cleaning, you know, it's not as bad when you're in the wedding and you can kind of go and get fitted for something. And then it's like, all right, whatever. But the actual getting ready part sucks. All right. So my number, you know, again, it's kind of like you, I didn't really have something that this is for sure the worst part. They're all the worst when it's actually happening. So when you have me do stuff at your wedding as if I'm your employee like you want me to move chairs or you want me to like push the cheese cart around or something you know I don't work here lady <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for a wedding and I don't care how mean you think you look with that clipboard you're not going to be able to chase me in those 14 inch heels okay <laughs> so no I don't like it when I'm called to a wedding and then I'm expected to to work that wedding so that would probably be something that really yeah that's really wears bad. me out planning your wedding when you know damn well that there is an important sports event on that day. Game day weddingers are, when I saw you put that on there, I was like, dang, that's really good. I'm not going to change mine now, but that one is so good. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's gotten, it's, to be fair, it's gotten a lot easier with technology to miss, and I'm air quoting, miss games. Because I don't miss them. I just watch them on my yeah. phone. That is but not But there are my some thoughts. that there is no excuse. The Super Bowl, a Stanley Cup playoff game. Sure. Especially when you're like, it's one thing if your group of friends are not really into that sport and you know that. Sure. And maybe there's one or two guys and you just have to apologize to them. You know, maybe it just didn't, it couldn't work out. There's no excuse for it on Super Bowl Sunday. No sure. excuse. Cur- or, you know, curling quarterfinals. Oh, yeah. You know when curling cur- quarterfinals We are take that shit played. seriously here in Nashville. We, you know, that's, we're all about curling. We're, we're huge <laughs> curling fans. Yeah. So, no, but I, I completely agree. You know, and the thing is, when people, oh, well, it's just sports. No, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not just sports. It absolutely is in the in the broadest sense of the term, just sports. But sports are more than just an event where dudes are playing with a ball on a field. It's uh it's an event. Dudes it's with a, a puck a on ice. It's a socialization. It's you're being a part of something more. It's you know, something to get you to escape from your regular life that, you know, you get to put aside all of everything that you think about somebody else and you get to watch the best athletes in the world compete in the, on the highest stage. So I completely agree. I agree with you in the fact that there are some that you can't avoid. Like I'm not saying yeah. cancel your wedding like, because there's it. a because there's a regular season, you know, ba- the Braves <laughs> the Braves game is on. <laughs> so sorry. Are you, are you Braves fan? No, but it's a game, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to watch the game. I, I have buddy. a gambling problem. I have to watch it. <laughs> World Series of Poker's on tonight, buddy. Well, you know. So yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I am gonna come in and hit you with this. A super long ceremony is the worst thing in the history of anything in a wedding. If you want to do a long ceremony, I understand. You should do that beforehand. And then when you bring me out, you give me the cliff notes. You give me the promise you guys are going to love each other. And you guys are like, yeah, we're going to do that. And I'm like, hell yeah. Really? I just want to know if you both said yes. This is a great wedding. Like, right. I'm here. I'm here for two things. Okay. At at least as far as the ceremony portion. I'm here 
to see if somebody gets left at the altar. Number two, I am here to see if anybody objects to the union. And that was always super intriguing to me that they gave people the opportunity yeah. to speak up on on behalf. What if it's just some guys like, you know what? No, I'm not feeling this. I'm not. Do you have to respect this guy's wishes? Your objection is noted, Uncle Jim Bob. However, <laughs> we are going to get back to the wedding. So that is going to be something that, that really wears me out in a wedding is a long ceremony. So coming into my number one, and it, it's pretty basic. I feel like a lot of people have this. It's very simple. Not having an open bar, man. Bro, how do we both have the same number one? That's <laughs> like, mine. Mine says cash bar slash no no bar. If you're not gonna have an open bar, fine. You need to specify that on the invite. Yes. So then I'm not bring, gonna and I won't come. Or that, or I mean I'll just bring a cooler. Yeah. You know, no biggie. Um, you know, I respect you. You know, if it's somebody, I definitely got to go to this yeah, wedding. If I got to go, I'll but bring like, a flask or something. Like, but like, you gotta remember, I got a limited weekend days. You know, so I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna go and spend this day to be perfectly honest i enjoy you as people and as friends i mean this wedding is really for you and we're there for you i would have to completely agree you gotta have have a few drinks for your your guests yeah they, they've taken time out of their day to drive and their busy schedule and maybe they have kids maybe they had to get a babysitter i'm saying all this stuff that other people may <laughs> have, have to have to do but maybe i gotta feed my dog maybe i gotta take my dog out you know maybe i gotta plan for the podcast i don't know i i have stuff to do too Bobby, I just can't think of it right now. Xbox ain't gonna play itself, man. Look, exactly. I didn't spend that money for for no reason. So hook hook a brother up. Just yeah. you know, I, I think I think week. it's lazy. And you know what? If you need to, weddings are expensive. And if you need to save up a couple extra months to have an open bar, do it. You know, worth it. Don't expect. Me. I mean, don't expect me to not only come to your wedding, but also pay to be at your wedding. Because that's what it right, is. Exactly. It's literally the same way as you like giving me, like, hey, you want to come to my wedding? It only costs 100 bucks. Or you want to go, hey, you want to come to my wedding? It's at a Jonathan's. <laughs> so you can just, you can buy your drinks yourself. Yeah. So it's like, oh, heck yeah. All right. So that was our worst. Time to go from low Bring to high. And let's Bring talk about up. some Bring good things. Up. Listen, yeah. weddings aren't all bad. Some things are weddings are really good. And one of them, when the main course of food is really good, oh, yeah. sometimes wedding food can be bad. Yeah, it can be. But when it's good, it's good. It can be very bland and generic. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yes, you, you get a generally can get a get a dope meal. Yeah. That's a good, you know, that's already a good setting off point of, of a good wedding. So that's that's your that's your number three. The ceremony and the reception being at the same place is very important to me. I don't want to have to go from the ceremony and then get in my car and drive to a new place for the reception. Yeah. Not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. I understand that sometimes it's it's impossible. This is America, buddy. Nothing <laughs> is impossible, okay? Because what you can do is you can find a new venue to where you can do both the ceremony and the reception at the yeah. same place. So that would be one of my favorite things is actually when they when when they do have that ceremony and reception at the same place. This is kind of the opposite of a thing that I hate. That is when the vows and the ceremony is to the point and concise. It gets in and out, gets the point across. There's nothing I hate worse. Well, obviously, there's something I hate worse because there are those things I can't. <laughs> but uh, one of the, I really hate it when the vows and ceremony are just doing like random shit that nobody cares about. Like, oh, these two couples built candles and they're going to light them together, <laughs> cross armed, to show their love. Like, shut up. That's no, the marriage is going to show their love for each other. Yeah, right. They have prepared an interpretive dance for oh, you God. to, you know, sh show what their love would be like if it was an interpretive dance. <laughs> like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so like with my I wedding, we made it very clear. We wanted our vows and our ceremony to be to the point, get people in and out. People are here to to celebrate with us, not exactly. just to watch us talk to each other. Exactly. So, so you're one of your favorites is the same as my not favorite. So yeah. We covered all the bases there. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. If it's a, uh, because it becomes so much more memorable when it yeah. is a shorter ceremony, you were able to recall more of that and yeah. the cool parts to it. There's so. a time and place for, if you want people to just listen to you talk, it's called a podcast, yeah. not a wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should get some recording equipment and just talk about what you don't like about weddings or do like about them. All right. So my second one is fairly obvious. I love to have a good time. I don't, I don't know if the people of this podcast would, would understand that about me. I don't make it very evident. So I like it when, there is either a really good band or a really good DJ, a dance floor, and everybody is enjoying themselves. Not 
everybody's sitting around in the on the tables on the outside of the dance floor. I really enjoy it when everybody's having a really good time at a wedding, making it more uh, almost like a party, uh, as you said, a celebration. A lot of weddings are like this, and then you always get those ones that are not that yeah. you have to you have to encourage people to get up and dance. And if you are dancing, you know you're getting the side eye of of. Aunt Dorothy, that's you know, she's not happy. She, you know, dancing is the devil. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, so that would that would be mine is the uh, the revelry that comes from a, a wedding. The huzzah, yeah. <laughs> the the party people are in town. Yeah. You could say, yeah, they, they make a wedding. <laughs> so my favorite thing is, you know, yeah, open bar, great. It's expected. Having an open bar is expected, but the best thing is a full open bar. When you go up and you're mm-hmm. expecting, you know, sometimes, listen, if you get there sometimes, like, <laughs> that's what I I'm okay well. if I get to a wedding and it's like, yeah, we have a red and a white wine and we've got like two beers to choose. So I'm cool. That's okay. Cool. Okay. I'm cool with that. What's I'm really not, good. I'm is not when, a beggar. We're not beggars, yeah, you know, it's cool. But when I get there and like, oh, it's a full open bar. They have like 10 beer choices, 10 wine choices. They have full liquor. That is the best thing. Now, yes, I'm going to get shit faced, <laughs> but I, I'm going to have a lot of Megan fun and, and I'm, I'm going to be so happy that you had the decision to have. Megan and Stephanie are not going to be happy, but we are going to be <laughs> thrilled by yeah. your choice to have the open bar. Like, no oh, you question. mean you've got Guinness and Jameson? No what? question. Yeah. Uh, yes. I see you don't have any Sierra Nevada, though, so that's oh, going to have to change. Yeah, so we're contractually obligated to ask about your Sierra Nevada choices first, please. So... <laughs> Do you have somebody that could run to the store for me, please, Jim? <laughs> no, a full open bar is um, it's it because it's literally a dream come true. It, it's yeah. almost a little much. It's like when you go to the Lexus Lounge and it's just all the whole bar. And you just say, you just say what you want, and then it's there. Yeah, and then you don't pull money out of your pocket or anything. They just give it to you, <laughs> and so. A full open bar was obviously my top number one. Do we have any honorable mentions yes, for, and for worst I just, or best? Well, so for best is the when you're not the drunkest person there. I love when I'm a little bit drunk and I see that someone much drunker than me to the left and I'm like, haha, I can't get in trouble tonight because I'm Huzzah! not the worst. Now, one time. It's like, oh, Megan, sure, I rode on top of the car home. But at least I didn't puke in your shoes like so-and-so did. (laughs) One wedding, we had a friend's, and I got completely shit-faced. Surprising. And there was one guy, well, drunker than me, but by just a little bit. So I still got a little bit of trouble the next morning. But I would still say I wasn't the drunkest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so one of my... One of my things that that were the worst kind of goes into yours with the game day game day ones but but weird times for weddings you know like like 11 o'clock on a saturday that's strange that's very that's very unnerving to me that now i have to wake up super early and get to like a wedding you know and so so super weird times weird traditions always kind of kind of wore me out it's like the you know we all gotta line up and say hello to the bride and groom like what that's dumb like i've known them for a long time you know i'll just say what up to them you know hey congratulations they get a minute you know i get it they're gonna be busy they may not get to talk to everybody i i don't you know i'll make sure they see me but i'm not gonna take up up a lot of their time and so the folks that when you do that line inevitably you're gonna have somebody that wants to stand up there and talk to them about everything and now you're just standing in this line and we're, we're wasting this precious wedding time talking about nonsense so i've got one that could either be good or bad depending on where you're sitting if you're sitting with the common folk, it's real funny when a best man or maid of honor is shit-faced and giving a speech. If you're at one of the other tables, the important tables, not as funny. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, watching the best man or the maid of honor just give a sloshed, slurring speech, losing their place, not knowing what's happening, saying inappropriate stuff is one of the best things to watch for common folk. Unfortunately for you, Bobby, I gave a rousing speech. Your speech was amazing. I Look. Everybody stood and clapped. Obama was there. He clapped. He gave me the Congressional Medal of Freedom after your speech. I was I was surprised. I had young children that were wanting me to mentor them. You signed autographs. I saw. I mean, I they asked me to play in the wedding band after I, after I was done with my speech. So. No, that is that is funny. Yeah, so it is a, that is a hit or miss. It, it depends on how excited you are for the specific wedding. You know, if you again, like you said, if you're just kind of a background character. 
it's always nice yeah. to see a good uh, a good slash a good slashing. Yeah. So all right, so let's uh we've got a couple things we want to talk about. One more rankings, and it's less of a rankings and more of us just preaching. Girl Scout cookie rankings. We yeah, we came into this thinking that let's do some rankings, and then we realized there is no reason to rank Girl Scout. Cookies. Yeah, there's a clear 101, and that's Samoans. Samoas. Samoas. Gotta have gotta have the Samoas. They're number one in my heart, number one in my stomach, number one in my taste buds. I have a soft, uh, a soft, distant, distant second. Thin mints. Frozen only. So I'm a big frozen thin mint guy. I, I mean, will, I think I that takes number time of day. I think technically it takes number two, but that's because everything else is hot garbage. Yeah. Tagalongs, are you joking? It's the yeah. they're disgusting. The lemon ones? No. Nah, yuck, dude. Yuck. So really there's a one oh one and one oh two, and then everything else is trash. So the Girl Scout cookie rankings are we're not gonna rank them. <laughs> yeah. You get some of They don't deserve or a ranking. Not, or you're not you know, and I'm sure we're gonna have some hate. Some people are like because the folks that like tagalongs are like a certain kind of people and they're gonna come at us pretty hard they're like dr pepper people i see i'm a dr pepper person and i get that but you're serious about your dr pepper aren't you exactly i'm a pepsi guy and i'm serious about my pepsi don't yeah. g- no don't give me that coke yeah. bullshit i want pepsi bro so we're okay with you coming at us with your favorite girl scout cookies but just know that we've got a rank and yeah. we'll <laughs> never come off this hill ever yeah and we have the microphones you don't <laughs> <laughs> We're going to regret that. They're going to be sending us videos of them eating the tagalongs. <laughs> All right. So this is a new segment we like to call this or that. This or that. We'll uh, we have a couple options to choose from. I'm not going to do that every time we do this or that. We'll see what that happens. That was a one-time situation. <laughs> uh, we'll eventually we'll get uh, a voiceover to do an intro for that segment. All right. So the first one up, you get to watch movies anytime you want but you can never listen to music, any sort form of music ever again, or you can listen to any music you want, but you can never watch a movie again in your life. You want to choose this, or you want to choose that. I still get TV shows if I T- pick music. So, right? yeah, so here's the way, the best way to say. Obviously, standard movies are out. Regular shows, yes. I don't know about miniseries. Okay, miniseries can be uh, arguably a, a movie, so I'll yeah. say miniseries, out. Okay, now the next question I have is going to be when you're watching a movie and there's music in it. You don't you don't hear it. It's blank. It's just nothing. Yeah. Okay, so then I'm definitely picking music because half of movies are music. Yeah. Like, imagine just how... Depart- well, okay, so I would say that background music, like, if you're just watching, like, I don't know, an action movie and, like, you can hear that. But if it's okay. a musical, you don't, oh. get, you don't get to hear the musical parts of musical, <laughs> which is actually no. a pro. No. <laughs> I don't get to listen to musicals anymore, Bobby. Uh, You're just making this like so easy. I mean, that's what makes Cats bad. <laughs> no, I think I'm not a huge movie guy. I'm the same. I'm. I think I'm gonna go with with music, even though I'm not. I don't. I mean, I'm not not a big music guy. I just don't listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of podcasts and yeah, sports podcasts. I think for sport. me, music is so intertwined in my life. You know, whether it's at the gym or you know, driving has definitely started to go more towards podcasts, but I couldn't imagine. I'm one of those guys that if I get to the gym and, I'm, and I've already took my pre-workout, I'm ready, and I don't have my headphones with me, there's an 80% chance I'm going home right, and not right. working out. Yeah, and, not, and also, like, I'm a, I am love going to concerts. Going to concerts is one of my favorite things. Now, yes, obviously, it would suck not being able to watch movies. No more Star Wars movies or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that uh, would be... But, I mean, there's so many good Star Wars yeah. TV shows now. That... And, you can, and you can read the synopsis afterwards. Sure. Yeah, you can read. Hard to read synopsis of music yeah you we, we can read so yeah i agree i think music is very very intertwined what are we going to do on elevators if they don't have a little tunes playing you know what i'm saying we'll have to so. put tvs in all elevators and play, <laughs> play some movies play some- <laughs> <laughs> this is batman the dark knight <laughs> all right so this or that pork beef chicken you get to eliminate one and have the others for the rest of your life. This, 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 that, that, that. What do you got here, man? Man, this, or that? this was a hard. Like when I first found this, it was so easy. It, for me. I thought it was it easy was not even until I started realizing all the things that, like, because no pork means no baby back ribs, ribs ever again. No beef means no steak ever again, and no chicken means no buffalo wings. And to me, like those are like my three favorite foods, man. Yeah, I I completely agree that one of these has some decent. Decent things that I may have to lose, but it is no question in the world I'm losing pork. Really? I am not. I don't. I don't need ribs. Ribs are great, but I don't need them. 
I bacon's all right. I, that's a hot take. People love bacon. They're gonna hate me for saying that. Bacon is a great addition to things. No, I don't think it's a great standalone. It, bacon's not great standalone, and it's barely a great addition. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. So so pork is is easy to me. I need I, I'm gonna definitely need some chicken wings. I love a good chicken sandwich. Obviously, as you said, steak. I love a burger. I am, yeah. There ain't no there ain't no way that I'm giving up anything other than pork. If if I had to pick one, I think I would probably have to pick beef. It would be my my singular choice. Yeah, and, and I think I agree. I wasn't as easy for me. Yeah, but I think I agree with you. Um, because I mean, you can get good barbecue from from beef. Yeah, that's that's how they make it in Texas, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, so and I mean, I love my baby back ribs. They are some of the best food. But I Chili's think baby back ribs. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor and honestly not a fan i'm not a chili's guy yeah but dope commercial dope commercial yeah dope commercial not a great place any place can have one dollar margarita <laughs> yeah and in those places you don't have to read a novel to find yeah. it in the, in the uh, but i think i'm with you um very hesitantly i'm giving up pork pork you're out of here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So, peace. We're this podcast is now a chicken beef podcast <laughs> exclusively. All right. So, time to talk about what we've been binging lately. What have you been binging, bud? Uh, I think I'm gonna throw. I've been watching a couple different shows. Nothing. I've just been hardcore only watching. But BoJack Horseman. I've been watching. I've been trying to ca- watch through it again. The new the, the new final seasons out. So I haven't seen any of that. So I'm I'm pushing through to, to through to that one. So BoJack. Horseman is is awesome. Will Arnett, so many great voice actors in there. So it's also it hits on so many like real real problems and issues that a lot of people think about that it's kind of hidden and masked in humor. So I really enjoy Bo, Bojack Horseman. What yeah. about yourself, buddy? <laughs> so th- there's a story that goes along with this. So last week, maybe two weeks ago now, I get home. My wife tells me, hey, so I started this new show if you want to watch with me. I'm like, sure. What's it about? She's like, well, it's about a king who gets a prophecy that he's going to die, that the king is going to die in like two days. So he abdicates his throne and gives the throne to his prince. Like, that sounds like a dope show. Tricked him. And, Tricked him. And ha, I start watching it. Die. And it's a show called King Julian. It's about the it's about the king, the lemur from Madagascar. It's a prequel of how he became the king. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, ha ha, I got you. And I'm like, oh, all right. I start watching it. Like, this is like my new favorite show. It's so funny. The way that they're doing a lot of the animated shows and stuff nowadays, that's not, they're not just for kids. No. They're like, they're kid focused. But me and Stephanie watched Toy Story 3 on Disney Plus, and it was so good, man. It was such a good movie. You know, I remember I grew up on Toy Story. Toy Story 2 wasn't that great, but then you heard great reviews of, of 3 and 4. So uh, we're going to try to watch 4 at some point as well. It's on Disney Plus. So, but yeah, I mean, that sounds actually really good. As far as what I've been drinking, I uh, just picked off a 12 pack of Blue Moon, man. It's a classic, very easy drinking beer. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. You bust out the oranges. No, no, I don't. Just straight sh- up. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I did try with a Clementine, not the same. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Blue Moon guy, but I, I begin. Every once in a while, Blue Moon with an orange. So it's weird. Hard Blue Moon is my go-to when I'm eating barbecue. Okay, that's very strange. But I okay. guess it'd be, uh, it, it's always on tap at one of my favorite barbecue joints in Murfreesboro, Jim and Nick's. So it's, you know, kind of, it's, 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 it's a dollar cheaper than the other drafts. I can get a 22 ounce for the same price as the other 16 ounces. Sure. So it's a easy, and I just it goes well with barbecue. There you go. So yeah, I just been drinking that, you know, but and also also drinking my hazy little thing IPA. Can't can't go without that. They are a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the hazy little thing IPA. I uh, I actually have on mine. It's not like I've been been drinking a lot of it or anything. At the soccer game, when I go to Nissan Stadium, the best deal is going to is always to buy a bottle of wine and they pour it in a carafe for you. It's like 38 bucks as opposed to like four beers that are going to be 10 bucks a piece and you're going to spend around the same. So it's the dark horse wine. And so we had we had us a, a nice little bottle. And after halftime, Stephanie had gone to the bathroom and she comes back and she had us another little dark horse bottle of wine. So we had us a couple of bottles of wine at the soccer game last night. Uh, so dark horse shout out. Want to become a sponsor? We don't have a wine sponsor yet. So <laughs> what's up with it? That's going to close out. What are you binging? We're going to push forward and go into what snaps your stick brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. <sighs> Tastes like home. 
<laughs> All right, so why don't you start us off, Brandon? What's snapping your stick this week in the sports world? Okay, so what's really snapping my stick is when groups of people sit in other people's seats at sporting events before the event really starts, okay? Now, I'm not talking about being in a seat, like a scooted over one and have to move over, or even talking about somebody mm-hmm. that moves into empty seats in the second or third period. I'm talking about people that before even the national anthem is sang are sitting in other people's spots that that they paid money for. Or groups of people are, are, are sitting in other people's spots. That's something that wears me out. Like I'm all, I'm all for moving forward and, and filling in empty seats. I completely get it. But you got to give folks a chance to get to their seats. Yeah, you know that's sure. the, that's the fair that's the fair way to approach it. Uh, so you know that's just something that's snapping my stick sports wise that that I can get off my chest here yeah and you know help just last night we i broke that rule a little bit we had my wife's aunt with us and we got her a single ticket before the game and it was a couple of, like a good bit in front of us down near the ice and she sat with us a single a single person is a completely different yeah. game than you moving an entire group of people yeah and so out. the guy came up and said oh that's my seat and she said no problem i will move right now i'm just here with my family and the guy said you know what no biggie i'm gonna go up to the bar if I maybe if I come down later, I get my seat. If not, you just stay here until I get here. Sure. I think you just got to be understanding about it. And yeah, five, a group of five people coming and just taking a big it's five a, seats. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's way more egregious, especially since since if that guy wanted to even switch seats with her, he bought a single ticket as well. He would have been. He could have yeah. been on the glass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like she's she's moved from three hundred and three sixteen to you know one ten. She moved uh, moved back a little bit in the chance that because that seat sometimes doesn't get sold. Well, no, you yeah. know that, that very often. There's been times where the three sold. seats next to my season tickets just don't get sold. Yeah. So and what well, even when two of them get sold, sometimes the one that is right next to your two seats don't. And I mean we're we're bigger we're big guys. So us two sitting right beside each other is always a very tight squeeze. So if we can get that extra seat to the right of you, dope. So, yeah, what's snapping my stick in the sports world is something that I almost got into a fight with uh, somebody earlier in the season. Fight, fight, fight. Is fight, fans fight. who hate, for no reason, away team fans. Yeah. It makes, like, dude, you do realize that we're scheduled to play them at home. Like they, they're expected to come here right. and support their team. They're paying taxes in your city. Yeah. They are, especially a city like Tennessee that does, has no income tax. Yeah. Like literally people tourism is like our biggest here. thing. People spending money here is how we pay for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy next to us and it was when we played the, the flames on Halloween and the shit show that that game uh, turned out. Yeah. To be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a f- couple of flames back and they're not being rude. They're just cheering like, yeah, yeah, they're cheering. They made for a their team. An, an overtime <laughs> comeback. Yeah. The, this old guy next to us is like, what are these assholes doing? They shouldn't be. He like flicks them off and like, he's like get the fuck out of Nashville. And he's, he, he's leave walking past me. I'm staying to watch the three stars of the game. Get out of Nashville. And he's driving. And then back he to looks Lynchburg. at me. He's like, what about these assholes? Huh? They should, they should get out of here. I'm like, I mean, you could try being nice. I mean, they're paying taxes here. We go to the, I go to the restroom after the game and he's in front of me. Yeah. He was like, Oh, some jackass next to me was, was said I should be nice to away fans. And the guy's like, okay, sir, I'm, I'm yeah. peeing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, buddy, but I have my Johnson in my hand. <laughs> sir, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a urinal. <laughs> he looks back and sees me and I'm just like, he looks at me and like, he notices that I'm, I'm much bigger than this guy, yeah. and and I'm like, look, give him this, this stare down. Like, do you are you gonna say something? Are you gonna say it to my face or just to the urinal? <laughs> well, and you know, and there is a complete, di- a completely different ball game of some healthy ribbing and and yeah, there's nothing wrong with some good chirps. And now, now get, I, I, I understand that away fans can sometimes get obnoxious. Sure, we've seen it. Sure, and we've yeah. been we've been it. <laughs> yeah, know? we we have seen it and we've been it. And sometimes, yeah, they get a little obnoxious. But when, when people are rude to us, we're not upset. Because we've under, we understand we have deserved this. We, yeah, we've brought this upon ourselves. In fact, I've seen more home fans be more obnoxious than away fans. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Like what was it last year when the dude like told, tried to tell me to sit down At, with forty five seconds left in the game when we're up by one and there's a goalie pull. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We, we met we met the king of Bridgestone that I, night. <laughs> yeah, he he really didn't like me because from that point on, I asked him if he would let me. Can I? Am I allowed to get up? <laughs> he got so mad. Uh, so I am I am completely with you. That's something that that wears me out. It's um, some common courtesy that that we should all extend, especially here in Nashville. Something that we're known for is our friendliness. So what is snapping your stick 
outside of sports today. When you're at a bar and they have a cornhole board set up, you're allowed to play that game in like a specific time frame, like pre nine o'clock before that bar gets completely crowded. And now you're in everybody's way while playing cornhole. It is you're at a bar in downtown or midtown or wherever you are. Why are you playing cornhole? Hang out and talk with your friends and your buddies or get get a cornhole board and take it to your home. Yeah. And play it there because that is the time to play cornhole not when we're all shoulder to shoulder trying to squeeze through and grab a drink at the bar so yeah i'm walking through your game if i need to walk through it at that yeah point. yeah and i'm gonna steal that bean bag and i'm gonna <laughs> put it in my pants <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's snapping my stick outside of sports and this is something that happens every especially in nashville man you have the light and it turns green and literally before my foot's even <laughs> off the brake i'm getting honked at it hasn't even been green for a full second yet, and people are honking at you to leave. Like, this dude had to have had his... his he was ready. <laughs> he had his palm on the horn, like, it's red, red, boom, green. Got him. <laughs> One time, uh, I guess a guy was trying to anticipate the green light, and he honked before it turned green. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. And, I, and there are some times, and my wife's guilty of this sometimes, too, where she's in the passenger seat, and... You know, she doesn't realize that perception of time is a little different when you're driving. And when, and so she'll be like, it's green. I'm like, I know. It, I may it just yeah, turn green. I've got it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't slam my foot on the brake real I've quick. I've been driving Meg. for a while. Megan, put your seatbelt on, for goodness <laughs> sake. PSA, Megan, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we sign off, what'd you learn this episode, bud? I learned that you don't like to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is very true. You're valid, not wrong. Valid. <laughs> All right. So, for, you, man? man, for me, um, I learned that I'm not very good at projecting who's going to win hockey games. You are absolutely not. And I'm so sorry that we, we should really team up against another podcast or something, man, to really give us another shot here. Because here's the thing. I'm playing the odds. And and in the moment I stop playing the odds, the odds work. Well, and see, the problem, the pro- the real problem that you're, you're mostly having is I'm just going off. Off the cuff, picking random guys like, oh, you know what? The Canucks are going to beat the Bruins this week. And, you know, and I'm hitting them. So there's definitely been a little bit of luck uh, luck that's come, come yeah. with it. So, But all right, it's about time to sign off. For Brandon Bond, this is Bobby Butler. This has been Pucks Out Podcast, a member of the Penalty Box Radio Network. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.